This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. Here we are, just three bums with ball caps on. This is another episode of the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast on the Odyssey Network. Oh my goodness. I am Zane I got my homies Brian Remick, Renick and Al Sacco with me. And man, uh, if you haven't been following along, that was a riff off of uh, some comments that we received recently that were pretty funny. But uh, anyways, a lot to talk about. Um, I, I really wish the Niners were playing this week and, and they, they came really close. Uh, we saw for the last time until September, essentially, uh, or I guess August in, in preseason, a lot of the Niners in 49ers uniforms that were in the Pro Bowl. Uh, I always think that the Pro Bowl is always kind of cool to see your your favorite players one last time before they get into the offseason, the longest offseason in all professional sports. But, man, there's there's a lot that has to be settled with this 49ers team in this offseason. And what would a Niners offseason be without some quarterback controversy, right, guys? That's our, that's our favorite thing to do around here. The last five or so years, that's, that's the number one topic, right? And it's not going away. It doesn't look like <laughs> with with the injury to, to Purdy. And we found out that Purdy's going to have surgery on, on February 22nd. So what's going to happen is Purdy said today, he was actually on KNBR today. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but he said there could be yeah. some question as to getting a hybrid surgery, which is reconstruction with the internal brace. So we're going into it thinking the repair with the internal brace for sure. All the surgeons have said that, and that's what we're hoping for. So they still think that it's the this, this six-month time window where he can throw again after three, and after six months, he, he, he's good to go. So six months from February 22nd, August 22nd, right? That, that's when mm-hmm. it is, which is going to put you pretty much significantly into camp if, if it is that, that full six months. But for me, I have to wait and see what the surgery is and, see, and really get that real timeline. But right now, all we can do is speculate with it. It looks like he's going to be back in the six months. If he is back in the six months, he has a little time to get ready before before the f- first week of the season. There's still there's there's still what it would be about three weeks probably I think or something along those lines. Uh, four, I'd have to look when the first game is. But he does have some time to get himself ready if it is that six months. And Lance has some time to maybe you know shorten the gap a little bit and put some pressure on Birdie and maybe show that he's he's taking a step too. But Again, like you said, Zane, it's not going to go away all offseason. We're going to keep talking if, then, bucks. It's going to drive me crazy. I just want one offseason where we're just talking about, hey, the quarterback's going to play in week one, and, like, this is the guy. But there's going to be all this. It's already it's already nauseating. It just keeps going back and forth, back and forth. And, yeah, I don't think it's going to go anywhere unless we know for sure like whether he's healthy and ready to go on a specific date. Yeah, we've been waiting to hear the decision on which surgery he is choosing. And, you know, we finally have that, which is, you know, they are they are electing to go with the the six month timeline, right? The the non reconstruction. But as Purdy said on KMBR and and Dr. Parav, who uh, is uh, kind of the the Bay Area sports uh, medicine expert on on Twitter, if you will, um, you know, talked about how MRIs can give you a great indication of, of kind of what the damage is, but in reality, they don't really know 
until they go in and they open them up and they they take a look at the ligament to see whether or not the ligament can be salvaged and so really it, it is it is essentially a if you will a game time decision about whether or not it's going to be reconstruction or not and that's going to be wholly dependent upon the health of, of the ligament in the elbow and so you know obviously best case scenario is six months you know it was interesting uh jack hammer who covers the 49ers for the santa rosa press democrat uh <clears throat> tweeted out a a video that um someone had someone had previously tweeted back in 2020 of nick mullins uh and it was four months post surgery and he was throwing right so nick mullins had nick mullins essentially had the same surgery he had the, the mm -hmm. same surgery that that purdy's about to have where they installed the brace and 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 it was four months and and you could see him throwing the football and you know i i was a smart ass and and you know he was it looked like he was throwing maybe like a 20 yard pass and i was like oh wow like nick mullins back to full arm strength four months post-op <laughs> like good news for purdy right but um but uh but yeah so you know it, it, that's the frustrating part just like the eagles game it's all just a big what if right now uh mm -hmm. for for this entire off season and you know 49ers players are starting to kind of hit some of these podcasts and things after the season ended the you know the pro bowl's over some of them are, are in in arizona doing radio row and things like that and even you know they've, they've george kittle's been asked about about the uh the, the the future of the quarterback position and other uh other players joe montana who for whatever reason thinks that it should be jimmy garoppolo it doesn't yeah, doesn't make Joe, sense to oh, me. I love we, you, yeah, we know why because he he essentially was Jimmy Garoppolo at one point, right? Where that that's the part where that's, I feel that's like that that is what it is. But somebody else pointed out it's like it's weird that the most clutch quarterback of all time uh, is advocating for the team that he played for to start one of the least clutch quarterbacks of all time. And I was like, oh, that's a great point. Like, wait, he Jimmy Garoppolo is the anti Joe Montana in the in the playoffs. He, he advocated for Tony Romo. <laughs> nice nice <Yeah>. yes <laughs> yeah and you know lance to his credit too he's going to be hearing stuff all off season and he you know he's down in super bowl doing interviews and he handles himself so well it's it's hard not how can you not root for the kid handles himself well carries himself well works hard is likable i i want the best. you know i'm wishing the best for both of them i, I personally i do i think purdy should be the quarterback Yes, again, the proof is on the field. For God's sakes, they they were had as prolific as an offense since they've had since Steve Young. For I mean, what what is the argument? Yeah. But I, if if Lance seems to overtake overtaken, great, great. I don't care. I I just want the team to win games. I is I just want the best quarterback plays. I don't couldn't care less which one of them it is. Just in living in reality, I I, I think there's if you said Purdy doesn't have a leg up, a healthy Purdy doesn't have a leg up. You're you're in denial. He's yeah. He, I think Kyle Shanahan obviously loves Purdy. Yeah, obviously loves him. Yeah. Um, I read something somewhere where they said like he was like daydreaming about putting him in and like he's you know they've loved him since the word go and again you see he seems just like he's he's in sync with Kyle it, it, it just seems like all of a sudden Kyle's finally like yes I, ha I have my guy we think the same we see the field the same everything and it's just it's all the signs are pointing to him but I'm rooting for Lance too may the best man win. yeah I think year, oh, go ahead go ahead Zane Last year we were at we were at the same spot last year where Lance was supposed to be QB one ready to take over, and we were cool with it. And he was taking over arguably a, a worse team because you didn't have Christian McCaffrey at that time. Right, that's a good point. So we were cool with that, right? And we were okay with that. We're like, okay, they're gonna be they're gonna be a really good team with Trey Lance at quarterback. The only thing that's really changed now has been the emergence of Brock Purdy. That's it. That's been the biggest factor in all of this. Then that's not a reflection on Trey Lance at all. That's just a reflection on Brock Purdy and how great he was in this offense and what he was able to do. I mean, I, I still look at this and it's it's unfortunate because he had that winning streak the entire year and then you know he'll get that one loss added to his record in the championship game, which he exactly, played yeah. six minutes of, and that's that's not fair, right? But that being said, like he he put up some, like you said, Al, unreal numbers with this offense for the first time under Kyle Shanahan. And I think that the way that they're going to approach this is obviously Trey is going to be the only healthy healthy quarterback on the roster unless they draft or sign somebody, which they, they obviously will. But yeah. Trey's going to start off as QB one in training camp. I feel like due to the familiar, familiarity of the offense and just knowing oh, yeah. knowing the system, they will probably they will probably have to either draft or or sign somebody to back him up while Brock is is getting healthy. And and I think that 
I'm okay with them taking another flyer in the draft. And this is why you have four years potentially of of another rookie contract. Your entire QB room is on rookie contracts. You've got deals coming up for Bosa. You probably will have to restructure McCaffrey as well to be able to to re-sign others. You've got a a whole plethora of free agents that Al, you had listed off in a tweet that we will go Mm -hmm. over at some point in the offseason as well. So to have another rookie quarterback in that room and to be able to, and Kyle's proven that like, look, I, I feel like there's a lot of questions about Kyle's ability with rookie quarterbacks. Like he found his guy in Brock Purdy. Like those questions to me just takes one quarterback. Those go away. Right. I'm no longer questioning Kyle Shanahan with rookie quarterbacks. Right. Cause he, he made it work with Brock. So I think it'll be that it'll be, it'll be Trey as QB one until Brock gets healthy. And he may have to start a game or two in the, in the regular season, depending on Brock's health and, and his, and his recovery. And what you're going to see behind him is either another, another rookie or uh, there's veterans, right? Like Washington has a, has a log jam at quarterback. They'll be they'll be having a new quarterback next year as well. They'll be re- releasing some of their guys. There are other teams that have been, I hate to say it, Sam Darnold, right? <laughs> the Niners uniform. There's other quarterbacks, right, that are out there that are that are serviceable that you can get a couple of games out of while Brock gets healthy, right? So I think that's what they'll do is they'll take it essentially on a, on a four-week sort of basis at the beginning of the season, and if they have to insulate themselves for four weeks by signing a veteran, then they will. But for now, Trey's QB1. I'm cool with that. I was cool with that last year. I'm cool with that this year until Brock comes back. And then that's Brock's team. We were cool with that. Not to cut you off, Brian, so just really quick. Yeah. We were cool with that on December 4th, the first game right. Brock played. We were ready for Lance to come back two months yep. ago. So it's not, again, if it's not the worst thing in the world if, if that's what the season has to start out with. Well, and, and the thing that I think is unique about this whole situation is, you know, it feels like we're exactly back to where we were last offseason, right? But the whole dynamic has shifted. And so, you know, 2021 and then all offseason, right, there was there were two camps, right? You were either in the Trey camp or you were in the Jimmy camp, you know, and how regardless of how ridiculous a, a dichotomy like that is, right, it, it, it was true. You were either, you know, a Trey truther or you were, uh, you know, or, or you were, you wanted Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. And, and I know for the majority of people, like, and I can speak for myself, I want to Trey, I want to Trey in 2021 because I knew, Hey, this kid, this kid is only going to develop with game reps, right? Like you guys are the ones that decided to draft him the Patrick Mahomes plan is, is not going to work for this kid because he doesn't, he just doesn't have enough football under his belt. Like he needs mm-hmm. to play football. That's what he needs to do. And you're not really letting him do that in favor of Jimmy Garoppolo, who at that point you knew who he was. Fans knew who he was. And so for me, I've been, I was start trade day one specifically because I already knew what I had in Jimmy Garoppolo and I knew it wasn't enough. I wanted something different. And now it feels like we're back in camps and it's Trey or Brock, but the argument for the argument is, has shifted. It's changed, right? You still don't know what you have in Lance and, and the, and the talent is tantalizing. Right. And, and, you know, I was talking to my wife last night about something completely different. And I said, you know, hope is, is one of the most powerful things we have in this, universe as, as human beings, right? Hope is incredibly powerful. Um, and right now we have hope that Trey Lance with the tools that he has can become, you know, one of these elite franchise quarterbacks. And we're going to talk about, you know, how many of those we have in the NFL right now in a little bit, but, and then there's Brock Purdy and the difference in Brock Purdy is, you know, what you have in Brock cause you saw it for eight games mm-hmm. and it was great. We knew what we had in Jimmy Garoppolo because we'd seen it for years and it wasn't enough. So now, so now as, as you have this group that is still very vocal about Trey Lance and his potential, it, they, look less, they look less valid, right, than, mm-hmm. than they did previously because you're arguing against this, this quarterback who just came in and went on an eight-game win streak and had this offense operating on all cylinders – for arguably the first time since Kyle Shanahan has been here. And, and so he wasn't just managing games either. He was like, he right. was actually playing like a starring role. It was, it's very right. different, right? Between right. like a game manager, what Brock did too. Yeah. So it's just, it's just an interesting, it's interesting that we're back to the same spot where you've got two camps. It's mm-hmm. just 
for totally different reasons now. And it's just interesting, yeah. again, that there are people who are like, look, I saw what Brock did. I still think Trey should be QB1. And it's like, based on based on what? Right. Like, you can't really base that on anything. Before, I based that on I've seen what I had with Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what I have in Trey Lance, but I'd rather try that than, you know, get to the postseason or get to the NFC Championship game and, and falter again, which we ended up doing, but for totally different reasons. But that was fine. But now it's like, no, I, I saw what Brock did. And and there's no reason to think that he cannot continue to do that. And so until we see that he's not, like it absolutely has to be Brock Purdy. It just does. Yeah, 100%. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So you mentioned the franchise quarterbacks, and I've been thinking about this. Everybody's always like the Niners got to find their franchise guys, got to find their franchise guy. How many franchise quarterbacks really are there, really, right now? So I wanted to see if we want to go through, and I made a category, Al Zane, Brian. We'll see how many people or how many quarterbacks you guys think are franchise quarterbacks. So I'm going to tell you before we get into this. I am a Go ahead. Tough, tough critic of what I think a franchise quarterback is. And I'll That's go through what I'm going to ask. Yeah. So, no, but I don't – you guys give what your opinion is, and then I'll give mine, and then we'll just see kind of where, where we come for that. We can just kind of run through. Because I am a tough critic, and I think there's different tiers of, of all this. So – if we just start running through, okay, so let's start. Let's go AFC East and go through. So, Josh Allen. Yes. Yes. Okay. I think so, too. I think that's that's inarguable. Uh, Mac Jones. No. no. Yeah, absolutely not. I don't think so. But maybe people thought he was headed there last year. That's how quickly this could change. But a big, yeah, Mac a big Jones no. sucks, man. <laughs> Mac Jones sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Mac, Mac Jones sucks, Jones man. Sucks. Yeah, he does suck. Um <laughs> The Jets, my God, they're obviously not Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. <laughs> well, we'll get. He's still Green Bay. We'll get. We'll get there. So, yeah, Zach Wilson, huge disappointment. Also sucks. Yeah, Mike White, no. Tua, no, no. I think Agreed. with Tua, that's an interesting one because he has, you know, man crush Mike McDaniel's there, and he has all of the. Uh, all the weapons in the world to, and all the speed in the world on that offense to be able to be successful. Do I think he's a, a great quarterback? No. Do I think he's a product of his system? Partially. Yeah, I sure. think so. Yeah, I think so. And I think if you hook Mike McDaniel up to a lie detector, it, can you get better at quarterback? If he said no, he would be lying. That's kind of what well, I think. And and, and, and and as we're as we're going through this, right? Like the the for me, and it's again just me. When I think about franchise quarterback, what I think about is would you would you want like essentially if you have this guy on your team, do you feel like you have a shot every game that you play? And if you get down two scores in the second half, do you still feel like you have a shot to win the game? To me, that's what a franchise quarterback is. And I don't feel that way about Tua. Now, yeah. Tua and Mike McDaniel, sure. I mean, that elevates Tua. Just like mm-hmm. I would say that about 
Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan or Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan or Trey Lance, right? It's Kyle Shanahan that I actually have the faith in, not necessarily mm-hmm. the QB themselves. And so that's kind of, as we go through this, that's where I'm going. Like, if I had this player on my team, am I going to be confident week in and week out that we're going to get a dub regardless of, of situation? And so that that's the that's my uh, categorization of, of a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you could be a very good quarterback and play for a long time and start for a long time and not necessarily be a franchise guy in my eyes. Sure. And that may sound sure. contradictory to some people, but that's that's kind yeah. of way I feel. Mm-hmm. So all right, let's go AFC South. Ryan Tannehill. No. no. Yeah, absolutely not. Game manager. Absolutely not, Ryan. Um, the Colts, <laughs> do they even have a quarterback? Uh, uh we'll say Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. No. No for all of them, no. over all the Colts yeah, no. quarterbacks. <laughs> no, yeah, no for – maybe you could have made an argument for Ryan at one point, but not, obviously yeah. not right now. Um, Davis Mills, don't even have to talk about that one. Trevor Warren. This is a good one. This is this is a good one. And, and here's what I'd say about Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is on his way. I do not think he's there yet. I do yeah. not think he's there yet. This was by far and away his best season, granted, but it was only his second season. Um, but it also goes to show you how important the coach is as well, right? Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence looked like dog shit last year because that whole franchise did. And now they got an actual adult in the room to be the head coach in Doug Peterson, and and you see the difference. So is he a franchise quarterback? No, but I think he's on in this tier of like on the way. Yeah, I think that the way that he bounced back from that five interception playoff game, um, that was really impressive because that's that's sure. the thing that can ruin a career. Literally, like that can ruin a career. And he went into Kansas City and they played well. Like they played well enough to win. Really, they did. And they didn't, they they didn't end up winning. They should have won. They didn't end up winning. But I mean, that's that's a really admirable thing to do because there have been quarterbacks that have fared much, much worse going up there in the playoffs. And you have to respect that. So I think Trevor Lawrence is on his way, definitely. That's the first time Trevor Lawrence lost on a Saturday. Ah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. And I think too, he bounced back in that game. I mean, he bounced back in the second half of that game. Yeah, the second half. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and um, I think he can get there. But right now, Trevor Lawrence falls in the who's dog? Who's who got the dog right now? That's barking. It's, it's Brian. So unprofessional, Brian. You wear hats. Dogs God. barking. Dogs barking. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, what kind of dog? What kind of dog is it? He's a nine pound cockapoo, like little shit dog. So he thinks he thinks he's the biggest dog on the block. And so we have giant picture windows in the front. And so anytime he sees anyone either walking on our street or a car, he will bark until they leave. And then it's, and then, and then he's like, Oh, look what I did. I I chased them off. So it just, (laughs) just, uh, you know, it just, he, it fulfills him every time. So, be bad. It's, it's the best. It's the would best. you say that he has that dog in him, or he is that dog? He, he he has yeah he has that dog in him, but he is not that dog. So, so like the spark chart, like he's got like you know yes. like fifty percent dog yeah, not, and like not yeah. quite Brock Purdy levels, but but still in there. <laughs> nice. right, so Trevor Lawrence to me falls in the Trevor Lawrence. He could be maybe good someday, but not quite yeah category. And I'm putting Trevor right. Lawrence in the category. Yeah, because we don't know, but I think he's going to take a jump next year for sure. All right, let's go over now. We're in AFC North. Joe Burrow. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I think he's yeah. he's got something special about him. <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Oh man. no, no. You talk about like wrecking your career and just being just a scumbag. And I, you know, actually, no, I don't want to compare it to anything because this was what he did was terrible and like. I was thinking like how Tiger Woods wrecked his career as well for not so it wasn't similar. It wasn't similar at all, but um, yeah, Deshaun Watson just wrecked his life and his career and he deserves it because he's a scumbag. And he played like shit this year. So yeah, he deserves that too. Yeah. Um, Kenny Pickett may be a good player someday. He's not anybody I'm overly excited about. No, no. Lamar Jackson. Yes. This one's tough for me. I'm going to say yes. This one, uh, this one is tough for me. I'm, I'm pro I would lean. Yes. I will lean. Yes. But I, I just don't think he's proven it in the playoffs, and I don't think he's necessarily proven it in the passing game itself. And so it will be really interesting to see if he ends up with the Ravens, what he ends up doing in a system that isn't run by Greg Roman, because Greg Roman is out now. 
Yeah, and so I think I, that, that to that point, sorry, Al, to that point, Greg Roman, his passing games are remedial, and we saw that here. He's, his run games are fantastic. We, they're, they're among the league's best, but his passing game is so remedial, and it doesn't, it's not conducive to actually developing quarterback talent. And I think that when if you give Lamar Jackson like an elite offensive coordinator, he will do really well. I, like I'm I'm really big on that because that's one part of the, that game that I feel is largely untapped is the ability to consistently throw the ball, uh, throw the ball well. Even though he does it, I feel like Greg Roman would would fell so in love with his with Lamar Jackson's legs that he would just you know call, keep calling running plays, and that's not that's not the best thing to do for a quarterback who's who's uh, at that point he was young a couple of years ago, but now like developing in this league, so. Give Lamar an, an elite offensive mind and watch him take off. I am a big Lamar fan. So, yes, yes for me. I'm a yes on Lamar. He's just – he's a different kind of dude. Yeah. He wins with his legs, and they built that offense around him, and he's a different team when they're around him. And he's won an MVP. And they've won a lot of games. There's been a lot of disappointments in the playoffs. He still has to prove that. But I think overall, I do put him in the franchise argument because you can build a team around him. It's a different style, but you can build a team around him. You can win a lot of games, and you have to game – plan for him and he can put the team on his back so i, I put him in, in the franchise absolutely let, absolutely let me ask you let me ask you guys this question if the ravens this offseason either a do not extend him right or b let him go i don't see that i don't foresee that happening right they could at least franchise him but if they were to to, to let him walk does that diminish his franchise qb status right because a franchise QB is a QB that no. you build your franchise around. And if a franchise lets one go, what does that say about the player himself? That's an interesting little and caveat there. It is a good question. Well, they do have Tyler Huntley, who's a pro bowler. With well, that's true. They've got pro bowler Tyler Huntley. So <laughs> I can't believe they have pro bowl. I can't believe that. Unreal. But I think with him, because he is a different kind of quarterback and because I think there's just more risk of him getting hurt because he runs and he gets hit. Right. There right. may be a bit of a hesitancy to give him whatever it would be 300 million guaranteed or whatever the hell he's going to get. I don't know how awful sure. contract, but that's the only reason why I think they would let him go. But I, I really do feel like to, to me, he, he is a franchise guy. All right. I think that's um, similar, okay. similar to, sorry, Al, I think it's similar to when Drew Brees left San Diego. I know that was because of injury, but you know, he went to a team with a coach that really brought out the best in him. So I would say Drew Brees uh, was a similar sort of situation and, 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 if you put Lamar yeah, on Breeze, another team with a better coach, Breeze wasn't Breeze. Breeze wasn't Breeze then. That's true. He but he was largely on tap. Yeah, Lamar's Lamar. Breeze was not Breeze then at all. Yeah, at that point he was still you know figuring it out. All right, um, AFC West. Obviously, Mahomes. We don't even have to talk about that. Yep. Did you say Lamar? I yes. I said Lamar. Yes. Uh, Brian, actually, Brian, Brian, did you say Lamar? Yes. I said I lean towards yes, so yeah, I'll go yes. Lean yes. All right, so yeah. Uh, All right, speaking of Mahomes, did you did you guys see the the tweet where somebody was like, "Oh, what quarterback would you rather start a team with, uh, given their characteristics or whatever, Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes?" I'm like, are we seriously asking this? That's, like, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Was that an Eagles fan? Because I'll tell you what, the 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 nonsense that I've seen from Eagles fans oh, since since the NFC Championship oh. game from borders from on absurdity. Eagle, Eagle fan 946 was in his parents' basement and hasn't showered in four <laughs> weeks and can't spell that that guy you're worried no, about? No, it's not even that. It's like people with actual, you know, avatars saying this is a top five team of all time. And just like, what are we no. what are we doing here? How look how unrealistic we'll, we'll, are we as a fan base? Oh we'll we'll preview the yeah, we'll preview the Super Bowl at the end of the show here, but man, if they lose, if they lose on Sunday. I'm going on an all-time Twitter heater, and oh, I am God. pulling out every single receipt that I can for Eagles fans, and I am going to throw that right back in their face and laugh so hard because they forgot they have one more game to play, and that one game is against the best quarterback of this generation who's had two bad Super Bowls, by the way, and is not going to have another bad Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. He's going to play well. Just watch. Did you guys watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah, you're, like, talking to Charlie, dude. Like he's no, like, I know, I know, I, know. I get it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Like, you, you watch a show like that, and you're like, "There's no way they're like that." And then you actually encounter, it and you're like, "Oh man, they they really are like that." All right, okay. yeah. Moving on. Here we go. All right, so Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert. Yes. yes. Yeah, agree, agree. He's um, he's a new coach. He's a new coach. Yeah, and he's he's a he's a freak. I I, I think he was hurt uh, a lot of the season. I think he's, he's gonna... getting Kellen Moore, guys. He's getting Kellen Moore. So. 
Let's we'll, we'll see. see. Let's see what happens there. Derek Carr will still use no. him for the Raiders. No. No, no I agree. No. no. Uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> the the are you talking about the quarterback that Sean Payton took the Broncos job despite the fact that he's there? <laughs> Yikes. No franchise. So I would say not anymore. He used to be when he was in Seattle, sure. but it's just uh, so part of this is because Nathaniel Hackett sucked as a head coach. He was awful as a head coach. And the other thing is, is that like he was just doing really weird things. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but he he brought his own staff into the, the Broncos headquarters, like his own training staff, which is like just kind of unheard of. Sean Payton was asked that in his introductory press conference. He's like, yeah, I don't know anything. About, I don't know anything about that. But that's not going to happen anymore. So it's just his behavior was really off-putting to his teammates from what I've gathered from what we've heard like secondhand from other people and from people like Benjamin Albright, who's a great follow, by the way, on Twitter, uh, was the, the Denver Broncos right. reporter. But yeah, I would say he's, he's not anymore. He's not a franchise quarterback anymore. I'm going to put him in the old guy who could bounce back, but kind of sucks now category. Cause he yeah. could, could bounce back. So he's, could. he's in his own category for, for me too with that. All right. So we we're done with AFC now, right? Yep. 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 All right. Moving over to the NFC, Washington's got nobody. Doesn't even talk about that. Daniel Jones. No, no. Danny Dimes. No. I think he may be moving towards the I'm a good quarterback and going to have a long career here, but in no way do I call him a franchise quarterback where he's going to carry a team. I think. Um, Jalen Hurts. I, I think Jalen Hurts in the same category as Trevor Lawrence. You got to so. you got to do you got to do it more. Get a great He's season. Had one one good season so far. And that's it. Yeah. So you got to do it more. Agree. Yeah. I kind of put him as like maybe he's close, but now I agree that I think he's more. He, I need to see more from him. He hasn't done it enough. Yeah. See what he does yeah. in the Super Bowl. If he balls out in the Super Bowl, that that elevates people. You know, we'll see. Sure. But I agree. Sure. We need to see. We need to see more of it. Here's a really good one. Dak Prescott. Man. This is the hardest one. This is the hardest one out of all the quarterbacks because I think so too. He he was so bad this year. And when he when he played, he was not good. He was still serviceable, but he was not good. But when he's on, he's fantastic. Like like the game previous, like the game before the Niners game in the playoffs, he was fantastic in that game. And then he comes here and, and he throws a couple of picks and was was very shaky. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say yes, but He's inconsistent. I'm just going to flat out say no, based on, you know, my uh, prerequisites for saying you are a franchise quarterback. If I had Dak Prescott on my team, I'm not going into every game feeling like, yeah, we got this. We got Dak, right? I don't feel that way about him. And if I I don't think Cowboys fans feel that way about him. Mm. And then, and now, He's got Mike McCarthy calling plays for him. So, yeah, yikes. We'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I, I Dak is being fa- paid like a franchise quarterback, just like Ezekiel Elliott is being paid as a franchise running back, and neither one of them are living up to that billing. Yeah, I think, again, it's one of the situations where if you hook Jerry Jones or Mike McCarthy up to a lie detector test, there's no way they're saying that, that he's – Yes, he's their guy in the sense that he's a good player and where else are you, you're going to go, but he's not on the level of a Mahomes or a Burrow or an Allen or something like that. He's not, he, he's very good and he may end up being a 15 year starter in the league, but franchise to me, no, I just think he's very good. And I'll be honest with you guys. My personal opinion is if the, if the Cowboys had better QB play, they would have beat the 49ers. 100%. I don't think that, I think that played like shit. So yeah, that's 100%. My, to me, he's in, he's in that, he's a very good player, but. Not is it franchise guy? Absolutely not to me. Fine. Only I have faith in Dak. That's fine. That's I'll all right. Alone and that's that. great. I like I like disagreement. That's awesome. <laughs> it's your list. J- Jared Goff. No. No. Oh, he had a good season. Respect. Good season, but no. Yeah. Yeah. You got I think he may be a little bit um I think he takes a lot of heat because he is he is a I think you can win with him. He's pretty proven you can win with him. Is he great? Is he a franchise guy? No, but he's he's a solid star. He's better than I think people give credit for sometimes. You have I think everything has to break right for them to, for you your team to win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff at quarterback. Yeah, that's the kind of quarterback that he is. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking more like you can go like kind of you can maybe win ten games. You know, he's like he's that kind of dude to get you in the playoffs, maybe type thing. But that yeah, Detroit team is going to be fun to watch next year. I think that's going to be really. I agree. Good. I'm excited. Yeah, I was hoping I that they they would. 
Yeah, I was hoping that they would get in instead of Seattle with the last seed. It would that that, that that's a really really scrappy team, Detroit. So, uh, props to Dan Campbell for for turning that thing around. We never thought he could, right? We thought he was a meathead, but he's done a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, biting so. bite kneecaps, baby. Biting <laughs> kneecaps. All right, Kirk Cousins. He gets his own category. Remember, <laughs> his category is is Kirk Cousins. That's the category he's in. That, he's in the Kirk Cousins category. Yeah, I think he's Kirk Cousins. I think he's kind of right there with Dak. I think they're similar. Right. Dak is in the Kirk Cousins category yeah. for me. I feel like Kirk Cousins is worse just because look, Ryan, you talked about from a confidence standpoint, right? There was the minute that they made the playoffs, I'm like, this team is one and done. And I'm saying and I was like, because because of Kirk Cousins, because always plays down to his opponents, never like the most we talk about Jimmy being unclutched, like Kirk Cousins is that tenfold. He can't beat teams with winning records, although this year they, they did a little bit more. But I it's funny because I'm like, that Giants and Vikings game in the first round of the playoffs, I'm like, that's going to be an upset. The minute that I saw that is because mm-hmm. of Kirk Cousins. And when you feel that way about a team and a quarterback, there's no way that he's elite or a franchise quarterback. Justin sure. Fields. Nope. No. See, I here's, here's even... the thing about – go ahead, Al. I was gonna say I wouldn't even put him in the Lawrence Hurts category. Yeah, I just no, no. I think he ran really well this year. He's dynamic runner, he's super exciting, but as a passer and quarterback, I'm not he's awful as a passer. He is awful. Like that's that's the thing is that people are like, oh, get him an offensive mind. I mean, that's just gonna expose how bad of a passer he is. Like, I mean, he has games where he played decently as a passer, but it's just I, I feel like he's he's very much run first and he'll bail on a play before it's even time to to go through the progressions, and that's just that's just not sustainable in the NFL. You have to, unless you're Lamar and you can make a career out of it because I feel like he's also a good passer too. Lamar is right. But Justin Fields is just not as a passer. Yeah. He's, he's just not. I, it's, it's hard for me. I, I was a field at three guy. Like I thought, I thought that that so was, was a pick over, so over Jones and over Trey to me. Yeah. Fields was a more realized ver- version of Trey Lance and faster like that was that was it for me uh just with his experience and everything and i i do still believe in justin fields and and i do believe he's gotten a raw deal in chicago um mm-hmm. and they haven't had an offensive line to protect him or, or anything like that it's really hard to throw the ball consistently downfield when you know you don't have an offensive line that can block the opposing defensive line so i i'm i'm willing to suspend uh well i think everybody should be willing to suspend uh, their opinion on a player, you know, more than three years or so in, in the league, right? Like, I mean, he's yeah. been in he's been in the league for two years. Like, yeah. like I don't just like the people that call Trey Lance a bust. I'm like, you're like you just you look ignorant when you say that to me. Like, that's what you look like to me because yeah. you're not you're not basing that on literally anything. You're basing that on very little. And and I think we're doing the same with Trey or with uh, Justin Fields. It will be interesting to me to see if they can egg upgrade that offensive line. They've got so much money. You know who I think is going there like legitimately is Mike Lundgren, who went to Notre Dame. Yeah. He's from New Jersey, but he went to Notre Dame. Um, and the Chicago Bears just have money to burn uh, in mm-hmm. terms of cap space. So if they upgrade that offensive line and they get him some more weapons, it, it, you might see a, a totally different quarterback uh, next season, or you see the same quarterback and now you start to realize, okay, it really is the player. So again, I'm I'm willing to to hold off on on any kind of of judgment of Justin Fields as it stands right now. But definitely yeah. not a franchise quarterback, and and not in the same category as Lawrence or Hurts. Yeah, and I forgot to mention with Lawrence too. At least I think I did. He's getting Calvin Ridley next year. Yeah, yeah. So which is huge. That's huge. He could yeah. take a huge jump. He really could. Um, yeah. yeah. So Bears. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Same. Yes. 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 Is mine. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Yeah. He's yeah. he's going off to live in the dark for a week. But yeah, sure. Yeah, four, days. four days. Four days. Four days. Four days. <laughs> so, all right. I think he's he's done. Lost his mind, and he's kind of going in that Tom Cruise category right now. The Tom Cruise level of crazy, like, is where he's headed. And he had a shitty year, but he did have play with a broken hand. I, I think he's going to bounce back and be pretty good wherever he gets. And it's really hard for me to take Aaron Rodgers out of the franchise quarterback conversation off of one year where he made yeah, it right. hurt. Um, and it was a year after he won back-to-back MVP. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I have 
maybe yeah. he's smoking peyote or whatever he's doing during the week. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah. DMT. He's, um, taking, he's doing DMT. Really hard for me to take him out. I think I still have to put him in, in, a, in a franchise as much as I think he's, he's losing his mind. The NFC South may be the worst division in terms of quarterbacks in the history of football. Yeah. Right now, there are players right now. Tampa, I believe, is Kyle Trask. Yeah, that's the only quarterback they have under contract. Yes. And, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of these. Carolina is just PJ Walker, right? Right now? I believe so. And, yeah. And Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Um does the Saints is it Ian Book? I don't even who they No, they have they have they have Jameis is under contract next year. Jameis is under oh I thought he was a free agent. Jameis is under No, Jameis is under contract for 15 million next year. Oh, okay. All right. So I mean we still don't even have to talk about him, but yeah. In Atlanta, they got what? Ritter. Desmond Ritter. So Ritter and Mariota, yeah. So and Mariota, Mariota. Talk about None it. of those are, are franchise quarterbacks. None of them. That's, that's what a shitty quarterback division. Holy cow. Yeah. I And that's the division where I think Jimmy ends up. I think Jimmy I think so ends too. up. Really? Where do, you think, where do you think he's going? Uh, I think he could, I think he can end up either A in Tampa Houston. I, I I do think I do well. That's the AFC South, but yeah, I I'm I I think Houston is going rookie quarterback. Um, but I think I think he's going to end up in the in the NFC South, and I think it's either Tampa Bay. I think I genuinely believe the Saints are going to try and make a run at either him or Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. They're like yeah, sixty million. They're like sixty million over the cap now, and 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 somehow they make. You know, they 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 move some, do some magic, some voodoo down there, right? In in New Orleans, and all of a sudden they have cap space again. Um, but you know who I think could be an interesting spot for for either Jimmy Garoppolo or Ryan Tannehill is Atlanta Raiders? with Arthur oh, Smith. I thought you said Raiders. Arthur Smith had a ton of success with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo is is arguably, in terms of 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 quarterbacking. Oh, like just a, a slight step above Tannehill, um, in at least in his decision making, they both make some boneheaded plays. But it would be interesting to see because I think I think it, he's starting to. I, I don't I don't know how much runway Smith has moving forward. They've got to figure out that quarterback position. I don't think they're sold on Desmond Ritter. Um, they didn't even play him that much. So um, and they're not really in position to move up in the draft to get somebody this year. So they're an interesting spot for me. You don't think Raiders for I think I think Jimmy might be going to the Raiders. I think I think too. It why, depends on Rodgers. Why are you getting rid of Derek Carr just to add Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, oh, I think it would be hilarious. I think it's going to be hilarious when they get rid of Derek Carr. Definition of lateral lateral move. Yeah. Unless they, yeah, I can't even think where else they would go. Unless they post in for Aaron Rodgers or something crazy. It has to. It has Jared to be Stidham. for Rodgers. Jared Stidham, baby. It, oh man, it has to be for Rodgers. <laughs> Yeah, I think the that's, Jets that's are just, all going all in on Rodgers. Yeah. And if I were Rodgers, I'd go to the Jets because they're loaded. They have a, yeah, lot of, yeah. a lot of talent there. Yeah. NFC West, um, Kyler Murray. No. No. NFC what West. a disaster that's been, by the way. Kyler Murray, the coaches don't want to go there because of him. Yeah, Peyton didn't want to like, go there because of Kyler. He's not even going to be available until midseason. What a disaster that team. Yo, he's going to be playing for these guys pretty soon. He's going to call up the A's and be like, "Hey, let me let me come let me come to camp." Yeah, guys. Sports? Is it too late? <laughs> yeah. Geno Smith, yeah. obviously, no. no. Um, you know that's that's that, a spot where I I could see where uh, I, that's a spot I could see uh, Lamar possibly ending up is in Seattle if he if he gets let go. That would be That'd interesting. Be, yeah, I can. I can that would that suck. Way. I would yeah. hate that. If that not happened. not a fan of that. No. Um, Matt Matt Stafford. No, uh, I don't think so. I, Not anymore. I, I, what is, what was that category? Old guy who, what? old guy who could bounce back, but maybe kind of sucks now. Yes, I think he yeah, would be in that category, and and mainly because of that injury. Again, he's got an elbow yeah. injury. That was the issue, yeah. which why it, Brock Purdy's injury terrifies me. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, you can't. Did he win the Super Bowl last year? Absolutely. Did Kyle Shanahan want him? Absolutely. But I, I don't think. Again, I don't think. Current Matthew Stafford, if he's on my team, I go. I, we're in every game. I'm, right. I'm, I'm all on board. So yeah, and I, I was always a big Stafford guy. He does turn the ball over a lot, and he has done that with the Rams, even in his best, his best moments. I think winning the Super Bowl at the end of last year, you could have really made the argument that he was right around the franchise-ish, elite-ish. I really, but now, yeah, I agree with the injury. He's, he goes in that old guy category. In the Niners, obviously, it's all unknowns. 
there was, there's no franchise guy there, obviously. So if Brock, so if Brock balls out next year, and I, I think he will, I think you're just scratching the surface right now with him. And Brian, he'll be fine. He's just going to come back and he'll, he'll have a nasty slider. That's it. Right. He'll right. come back. He'll be fine. Right. Again, I'm hoping fine. for that Henry Ron Gardner uh, recovery. He'll come back with a 95 mile hour slide piece and he'll be good. Right. But <laughs> if, if Brock can produce at the same level, he's not going to go undefeated and he's not going to go like however many games it is without throwing an interception. Right. That's going to happen. But if he can put them in position again to compete for a championship like he did this year, it'll be hard to argue against him being a franchise quarterback. Cause that's, that's basically one and a half years in a row that he's been able to produce at that level. And if he's not just a passenger on this team, if he's, if he's actually playing a leading role, like he was, and the offense is prolific like it was, then it, it'll be hard to argue against that. And he'll be, in my opinion, the next big thing in the NFL. And I, and I really hope they're headed there. So we spend all our time and all these arguments and all the weirdos that you guys care about what they say on Twitter, arguing about franchise quarterbacks. And there are right now in the league, Zane Five. has seven, six. Okay. That was about Allen, what I thought. Allen, Burrow, Lamar, Mahomes, Herbert, Rogers. That's it. All AFC. All AFC because Rogers is going to the gym. Rogers is going there. So there are no franchise quarterbacks in the NFC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I almost feel like obviously if you got one of these guys, you're in good shape, but it's almost like you're better off winning like the Niners are where you load your roster and you have a serviceable guy at quarterback. Cause the other end of the spectrum is you have Dak Prescott, right? Who we just said, yeah, he's, he's, he's good enough to start in this league for as long as he wants probably. But are you ever going to win anything with him? Cause you got to pay him. You got to pay him big money and then it affects other things, but where else are you going to go? But he's really not good enough to win you a Super Bowl. Maybe one year if everything breaks right, but probably not. So you're screwed. So this notion, I think, of like you have to find a franchise quarterback, maybe that's not the, maybe if you luck into one of these guys, great. But the odds of it are not good when only six out of 32 teams have probably have one. So it's just a different way to look at things, I think. And I think, you know, I, uh, I, want to push back a little bit on what Zane said that if, if Brock Purdy comes back and he balls out like he did, you know, this season you're going to have to consider him a franchise quarterback. And, and, and again, when I talk about, do I feel like my team has a shot every time they, 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 uh, they step on the field with this guy at quarterback, even if, even if Purdy balls out, like, I, I don't know if I feel that way with Brock Purdy, just because as much as you're the as he captain, has, you're the captain. Of I know the that. I, I'm not saying I dislike Brock Purdy or that I'm still not the captain of the Brock Purdy hype train. What I'm saying is <laughs> I believe Brock Purdy hundred percent. And I have no problem saying this is a product of Kyle Shanahan's system. He is a, he has shown in eight games to be a master of said system, which is great. And, and you know, that's fine because Kyle Shanahan is the head coach of the 49ers. But if for whatever reason, you know, Brock Purdy balls out next year, you know, balls out in his, his final year, because they only have him on a three-year deal, or they have him on a four-year deal, sorry. They do have him for four years on that rookie deal, which is incredible because it's a seventh-round rookie. But if, if you know, Brock Purdy ends up with a, a franchise-level contract from the 49ers, after two or three years of, of playing really well in Kyle Shanahan's system. And then, you know, the, the team around him gets degraded a little bit because you're paying him franchise quarterback money and they start to lose games and, and Kyle Shanahan ends up moving on or whatever. Do you still feel as a 49er fan, whoever we bring in, we're still good to go because Brock Purdy is our quarterback. I, I don't know that, that my answer currently would be yes. Now, obviously, it's been one season, so yeah, we, we got to give him time. But time, yeah. I, I, I'm just kind of looking at, again, Brock Purdy as a football player, his his traits, his physical ability and things like that. 
And I just don't know that outside of Kyle Shanahan's system, he could succeed at the level he did within Kyle Shanahan's system. And you could say that about a ton of quarterbacks, right? So I'm not yeah. I'm not dismissing what Brock did because I think it was incredibly impressive. But uh, again, he's not a physically gifted quarterback. He is Fair. sneaky athletic, and he mm-hmm. has a strong enough arm. Pre-surgery, we'll see after you know after the surgery. But you know he just doesn't scream. He has franchise quarterback traits between the ears, and that's mm-hmm. really important. But the guys that we listed, the six that we listed, the seven that you had, Zane, they've got it between the ears, but they've also got it in, in physical traits as well. And I think that's kind of where the line gets drawn a little bit. Oh, yeah. Fair. When you think, when you think about these names, even Herbert, I got to put sixth, sixth by a mile. Cause he didn't want a playoff game yet. You know, not that right. it's all yeah. his fault, but he's right. I do yeah. think he's a franchise guy because of what he, we've seen and what he can do physically, but he's six by a mile. And you have Josh Allen to me, who's, who's, freak and you know he's winning 13 games and uh-huh. i know there's been some playoff disappointments but we've seen what he did last year it wasn't his fault they lost to the chiefs he was unbelievable he's gotten to an AFC yeah. championship joe burrow was looks like he's almost Out sort of, of montana when yeah. winning yeah. you know having sort of yeah. hit factor mahomes is the best um mm-hmm. lamar's won an mvp we said he's his own kind of thing and aaron Rodgers is one of the best ever so it's it's a even put him in that breath is tough right now put any of those guys in that breath is yeah. tough right now so totally. listen, I get it. I totally get it. But, um, you know, that being said, we, we are up against it a little bit. And I did want to, I did want to touch on two more things. We do got to preview the Super Bowl because it's the pre pre Super Bowl show. And also, um, one question I wanted to ask you guys about Kyle Shanahan and uh, a lot of talk, uh, amongst former players, current players about Kyle Shanahan and his ability as head coach. And for some reason, people are, are talking about fire. Why would you fire a head coach that got, that got you to three championship games in four years? Like this is, this this is not even a discussion anymore, right? Like, and the, what's the job that he did this year? Fire? Who is actually I mean, saying Manuel, So the players are like, like we're asked these questions on Radio Row, and they're probably just like, yeah. what, what the hell are you talking really? about? And yeah, yeah, and I'm like, where did this even come from? Why would you even? So look, Al and I have been vocally critical of Kyle over the years, and and I think that this sure. year really, he he silenced a lot of critics with the job that he did with Brock Purdy and, and getting him in, in in shape to potentially go to and win the Super Bowl, and I, I think that where I stand on Kyle is there are certain things that, that he needs to work on like the game management, but there are other things where it's just like he, there's nobody better. And it's little things in the game that where there's nobody better first 15 plays coming out of either half. There's nobody better. The Madden double up at the end of the half scoring and then coming out from the second half of scoring, there's nobody better, right. That does that. The two for one, the ability to uh, create uh, and get the most out of his players. There's, there's very few coaches that are better, but that being said, like, I don't think he's – we'll do the coach tier. I think that would be great as well if we do that in the show. I don't think he's in that elite tier yet because he hasn't won a Super Bowl. He hasn't closed the deal. He's right on the cusp. Like, he's right there. Once If he wins a Super Bowl, like, this this great head coach, in my opinion, turns into a potential Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame resume with, with everything that he's done here in the last, you know, three to four years. Yeah. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders was asked on Radio Row – this is a, a lot of where this comes from. And, and Emmanuel Sanders is basically like, are people really talking about firing Kyle Shanahan? Like, right. One of the best in the league. He's like, he's going to be in the mm-hmm. hall of fame. And Emmanuel mm-hmm. Sanders was with Kyle Shanahan for half a season. Right. Six months so he has, been, yeah. I mean, to be perfectly honest, he doesn't have a ton of skin in the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he could shit on Kyle all he wanted. If he thought that, 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 that was, you know, reasonable. And he's like, like, what are we talking about? Like, Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan, you you should want Kyle Shanahan as your coach forever. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He was born to do this, is what Emmanuel Sanders said. So yeah, I, like you said, Al, I know, I know, it, it's not a lot of people, right? But it it is. There are on social media, you know, the 49ers fan base. Very much there is that lunatic fringe, if you will, and every fan base has it. But <laughs> there is that lunatic fringe who, you know is is has is vocal about you know how kyle shanahan is overrated all of that stuff i don't pay attention to them you don't pay attention to them but they are vocal and so that is why i think these these questions do come up every once in a while yeah andy reed didn't win a super bowl till year 21 mm-hmm. with his second team and that terrifies me yeah and yeah. the other thing is that the coach on the other end mismanaged that game 
Otherwise, they they probably would have won. <laughs> amongst amongst other He's things, won. right? So Andy Reid has won ten games or more seventeen times. He's had three losing seasons in twenty four years. That's incredible. And he didn't win his first Super Bowl yeah. in, until twenty one years. And if he ever got fired by any, he would have had a job in a second. Which he did when he left the Eagles. He did when he left um, the Eagles. And you know, you know what, Al? He's he's gonna win his his second Super Bowl on this Sunday. And this segues into our our Super Bowl preview. I'm not previewing. Where, you guys could do. It. Fuck that. We're I'm not, not even. Pre- we're not gonna preview. <laughs> we're just gonna. <laughs> we'll, we'll, give, we'll we'll give our predictions. We're not, we're not gonna preview. Shit, damn it. <laughs> we'll give predictions. All right, I'll give right? you a score. I'll do that. I'll give you a score. Yeah. Okay, give, give, give us the score, Al. Start us off. What, what's going to happen this Super Bowl? Um, I do agree. You said I think you said it earlier, Zane. I think Mahomes is going to have a really. I think he's going to because he's had two statistically anyway pretty pretty shitty Super Bowls, and I think he's going to. Yeah. I think he's going to have a good game. I, I think Kansas City is going to win this game. I think it's going to be a good one. I mean, actually, it's going to be painful, but I am sort of looking forward to the matchup. Um, and I think it'll be you know it'll be like a 24 ish type thing. I I would guess maybe even higher. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll be a shootout. But I'm going. I'm going to go Chiefs. All right, cool. Al's got Chiefs. Brian? Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs as well. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, like I said, uh, a lot of a lot of people, well, I'll, I'll say Eagles fans, but then also, you know, the just the football world at large kind of looked at the, the Eagles season and, you know, they ran rough shot over the Giants in their first, and then they, they beat the 49ers 31-7 in the NFC Championship game. The Eagles averaged 3.8 yards per play against the 49ers in that game right Mm -hmm. they scored 31 points there's no denying that but they averaged 3.8 yards per play and that game is likely very different uh if if that Devontae smith uh no catch is called the way that it should have been called which was no catch i genuinely Mm -hmm. believe that game would have gone differently perhaps Mm -hmm. brock doesn't get hurt but i mean that's there's no way to, to know that but and then they beat a giants team that hey great story but you know, didn't really belong in the playoffs with, with who else was in there. So they've had a a really easy road and I'm not saying that they're not a good team, but they really haven't been tested. Like the chiefs have been tested. The chiefs went through Mm -hmm. a battle against the Bengals and came out on the other side, even with an injured Mahomes. Um, I think that Bengals defense is arguably better than the Eagles defense, not statistically, but I like Lou Anarumo. I think he does a great job. And um, and I think this Eagles team thinks that they're going to come into this and just sack the shit out of uh, Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes Sorry, is one of the hardest one of the hardest quarterbacks to sack. And you know I think he's going to be a little gimpy on his ankle. But the Chiefs do have a really good pass blocking offensive line, and mm-hmm. you know they don't run a ton of play action. So things like what happened against the 49ers, where all of a sudden you have a backup tight end blocking Hassan Reddick, that's not going to happen against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, and, and Patrick Mahomes is, is the best quarterback on the planet and Jalen Hurts has been great this season, but he's doesn't hold a, a candle to, to Patrick Mahomes. So I, I'm picking the chiefs. I, I do think it will be close. I do think it will be high scoring. Um, but I also, you know, who's really good in the postseason as a, as a defensive play caller is Steve Spagnuolo. He doesn't get a lot of yes, credit. Uh, I think I he's going to have, I think yep. he's going to have a great game plan and I think he's going to, I think he's going to frustrate uh that eagles offense and uh, i think the chiefs win spags he's uh beaten brady twice and a kyle shanahan offense once right so he's yeah josh mcdaniels and kyle shanahan so two of the brightest offensive minds in recent memory he's beaten both of those guys in the super bowl so i'm gonna go chiefs too um mostly because i want to pull out receipts and make fun of eagles fans but (laughs) that being said you know what's going to happen is that they're going to start the they're going to start the game and the Chiefs will score a couple times and and the Eagles will be like oh shit they have a quarterback what <laughs> you're so yeah what happens when you play a quarterback exponent already like even going into this game the month the minute they start the game the fact that the Chiefs have two healthy quarterbacks is going to be exponentially harder for the Eagles already <laughs> before the game even starts so I'm going to say Chiefs and I. I think the league, the league, we know manipulates stuff here and there. We know that they want certain matchups, right? They're gonna they're gonna try to drag this out. So I'm gonna say it'll be like a 52-48 game or something ridiculous like that, oh, triple geez. overtime, because that's what the league wants, right? They're gonna what the league wants is what the league gets. So the we're, it, it is a script, which is so ridiculous. Arian Foster, is he like the is he like the Kyrie Irving of football? 
I feel like he is. That, he was, was, that was a hundred percent a facetious answer. Yeah, yeah totally. hundred percent. Yeah, totally. It was but, a, it was a bit. It was a bit. Yeah, totally. yeah. But here's yeah. I will say I picked the Chiefs, but I will I will join in solidarity with Christian McCaffrey. I hope both teams lose. If you're a Niners fan, hate either either the Chiefs lose <laughs> and you hate them, which is great, or the Eagles lose and you hate them, so it's great. But let's get out of here, guys. Let's uh, let's wrap it up. And uh, man, it's been it's this is this is the final show um, of this season. We'll continue with our off season shows uh, after this Sunday as well twice a week like we usually do. Uh, we'll be previewing free agency, the draft, uh, OTAs, once the draft is done, camp, all that fun stuff you guys have to look forward to until uh, until next season. We got you locked down. We got we got tons of content coming out, tons of guests that we want to line up for the offseason. It's going to be really great. This is the first offseason that we have this current format uh, with the Odyssey Network as well, so a lot of stuff planned for, for everybody. So for Al Sacco and Brian Rennick, I am Zane Nackby, and you have been listening to another episode of the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast on the Odyssey Network. Hit like and subscribe. Peace. Yep. Later. Niners on three. One, two, three. Twenty-four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.